Welcome everyone to Ruin Hammer episode 15, I think we are. G'day mate, how are you? Hey mate, how's things? Yeah, how's good, good. My week, uh, not too bad mate, just, you know, getting back into the swing of normal work without footy uh, to watch, I guess. Um, yeah. Been a bit wet down here in Sydney, uh, a bit shitty weather. I think it follows on from the origin last night. That was a shitty performance followed by some shitty weather. Congratulations <laughs> to to some like, people, to some people, but yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. it was uh, it was a great game. Um, well, from a Queensland point of view, anyway. So we'll yep. be, we'll be talking about that a bit later. Yeah, yeah we will. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of storms up up here in Brisbane as well. So there's another one this afternoon. But yeah, it's kind of weird. The first week, last week was the first weekend without any footy, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you had a bit of a loose end, aren't you? So yeah, yeah, mate. But uh, yeah, right. We'll, we will talk about last night's state of origin uh, a bit later on. Um, we'll discuss some, you know, some Warriors news. Uh, the Warriors had their awards last night, so we'll go through the the awards. Uh, hey to TK who's tuned in from New Zealand, and uh, thank you, my brother, for. Um, Sending me through all the updates last night for the uh, for the Warriors Awards night. We here in Australia couldn't get any yeah, vision yeah. of that, so um, TK yeah, was sending yeah. it sending it through all, all night for me. Yeah. So yeah, but um, I'm excited, mate. Tonight we've got a real live warrior, uh, yeah. a current real live warrior. Um, tonight's a very special guest. Yeah, let's bring him in. Um, we're very excited um, to be joined by current Vodafone Warriors Lock. Fan favourite, warrior number 209, Jazz Tavanga. Jazz, welcome. What's up, Thanks bro? Any, bro. All good, brothers. What's, um, we'll get started. We'll, we'll dive straight in. Tell us, can you tell us where you grew up and who you played your junior footy with? Um, so I was born in Christchurch. Um, I first started playing footy at Burnham Chevaliers, small army town in um, Christchurch with with uh, the Nakarima boys, Cody and Jaden. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um, our dads were in the army and our mums grew up sort of together, knowing each other. And um, so, yeah, I was close with them. And then um, I moved to Papakura because dad was uh, posted. Um, he's in the army and he got posted up there. So um, from about nine years old, I was in Papakura. Um, and, yeah, I grew up, spent um, yeah, my whole, most of my life there. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's funny you mentioned the the military because a little birdie has asked me to ask you, um, about what it was like uh, growing up as an army kid, and apparently uh, tell us about your old man. Apparently, he was a bit of a tough bugger. <laughs> um, yeah, my old man's um, I don't know. I guess he's old school kind of. He's pretty tough on me. Um, but you know, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I, I like you know, I love the way he's he's raised me and. Um, you know, my dad's a good role model for myself. Um, so yeah, it's all good. <laughs> he is, he is, sometimes he is a bit of a cunt, but, um, for <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so those know, of you watching, we told Jazzy could swear if he wanted to, so. <laughs> he's, he's getting in early. I, I don't know what else to call him. <laughs> no, but sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes he can be a, a bit annoying, um, but you know, he keeps me on my toes. Fair enough. Yep. So you, you were signed by the Warriors in 2014, and yep. you played Holden Cup in that season. You went on actually went on to win the Premiership that year um, against the Broncos, playing against the Nicarima brothers there. Um, so uh, yeah, tell us about that game and and what was the feelings about you know winning the Premiership in your first season in in uh, Holden Cup? 
Yeah, that was a crazy year because um, we're sort of well, we're we're inconsistent as like we lost a few games, like we had a poor start to the season, and um, we just scraped in the eight. I think all we had to do was draw with with Penrith. Um, that was the last round before the final series, and um, we were down we were down by six points. It was eighteen twelve, and there was um, two minutes left. And I remember they passed it. Uh, Mason set up a try in the corner. Um, and our winger, Ngātoa Hokutai, at the time, um, he scored in the corner. And so Mason, to draw it up, he had to get the kick from the sideline. And the whole crowd was just booing him, like giving him all the shit. And if you've, if you've been to Pepper Stadium, is it Pepper Stadium? The Panther Stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yep. real close to the, to the field, like yeah. if you're down at the bottom. So they're only metres away from him, just abusing him. And he slots the kick from the sideline. We draw... And we sneak into the final series, so fuck, it was crazy. Yeah, I remember um, that. It was a crazy kick. He took it. He took it really far back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we won every. We had to win every game, and obviously we did. Um, and then there was another crazy game, the semi to go into the grand final. Two we scored right on the hooter. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. And that sent us here to the GF, and then the GF was crazy because we were up thirty-four six, I think it was. Thirty-four six. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what we were. Up. And they come back. There. <laughs> they come back, and um, we just won. And I think it was Jaden's birthday, and he had the chance to um, tie up the game just before full time. He had um, the goal kick from the sideline too, and he, he shanked it. And I'll yeah. never, I'll really? never let them live there. They, uh, <laughs> I always got one over over the, those boys. So no, that was cool. hot too. Remember, it was about yeah, thirty two degrees that day. Yeah, it, it was. was yeah, it was stinking hot. Scored, I remember. Along the sideline, there was like a pitch of um, shade. So every time yeah. we would all go to the pitch. And <laughs> yeah. It was hot. Yeah. Yeah. I think, because um, I, I, I was at that game, uh, I remember, I think it was Sol, Solo Carter scored three tries in that grand yeah. final. But yeah. didn't didn't one of the Nicaragua boys score three tries as well for the Broncos that day, I think, as well? It must have been Cody. Might, um, yeah. Cody and his brother, when Jaden came on, they scored a, uh, he set up a try. Yeah. And yeah, we just went all downhill from there for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you got the trophy, bro. That's all yeah, that matters. Um, what do you guys get for the grand foot in holding cup? Do you get rings, or was it a medallion, or? No, we get medals, so we got yeah, a medal. Okay. Cool. Yeah. In um in 2015, you played most of your footy like both holding cup and New South Wales Cup, and then mm-hmm. in round three of 2016, you made your debut against yeah. the Melbourne Storm. How nervous were you making your debut? And do you remember much about the game? Yeah. Um, so that was a funny story because um, we just I just finished um, captain's run with the New South Wales Cup team. And um, I remember I was you know, getting a few balls to do some passing extras or whatever. And um, one of the managers come running up on the – or come driving up on the cart and he said that I needed to go train with the NRL. And I was, like, sort of pissed off because no one wants to do too much before a game. And I didn't want to do double back-to-back sessions. So I was kind of like, oh, I was annoyed. And then um, he said, oh, Cappy wants to see you um, before before you take the field. And I was like, oh, sweet. I ran over to Cappy and then um, he was like, hey, Jess, how you going? And I was like, yeah, good. And then um, he goes, um, you're going to start tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, I know. I just was talking about up. And he goes, he goes, no, you dumb cunt. He's like, I wouldn't go all the way over here to tell you starting cup tomorrow. You're gonna start for us, and I was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, you're gonna start for us." Bully strained his cup, and I was like, "Fuck!" 
<laughs> and I remember I was so nervous because all the boys were waiting for me in a huddle and I ran over and they all started cheering. And bro, I was shaking. Like my passes were so rank. Like I was, I'm not that good at passing. Well, I am well, all right now, but back then I wasn't that good. Fucking, I was just giving the boys like the meanest fucking rainbow riders. Like they'll go straight to the ankles <laughs> and shit. And I was and Hoffy just sat me down and was like, bro, just take a breath. Like you're gonna be all right. It's all good. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> and then that night I couldn't sleep bro I was fucking up to like 3 or 4 in the morning um, my mum made me a big breakfast and then I, I couldn't eat I only had like an egg on toast and I was just in bed sweating like fuck just bromwich is gonna thump me off <laughs> but once I once I warmed up when I warmed up um, it was like a packed house at Mount Smart and bro yeah. I was just the energy was mean and I was just keen as a Ripping, and then when we kicked off, like I could see Cam Smith standing across from me, and I was like, oh, "I made it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you played you played eleven games in your debut season, and um, you ended up scoring a try in the last game of season against Souths. What was it like scoring your first meat pie in the NRL? It was mean because um, when I looked up, GI was like on my legs, like he tried to tackle me. Ah, just happy as, and then I. I threw up the ball and um, I looked at the scoreboard and it was like 46-12 or something. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> and I went back in, um, Justin Morgan sort of gave me a spray for celebrating. He's like, Jazz, I know it's your first try, but mate, when you're down 46 points, don't celebrate. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, while we're talking about your tries, you did end up scoring a couple of uh, important tries. I, I remember you scored a match winner against Parramatta in 2018. And you scored an even more important match winner last year against Manly. So while well, we're talking about your tries, that yeah, I don't, I don't score too much tries. My my family always telling me they, you know, they'll message me before a game. Mate, I put fifty bucks on you to score. Make sure you score, <laughs> bro. I never score. I got a bad strike rate. I know, I know, mate. Because I, uh, I put you in my anytime try scorer multis pretty much every week. Just hoping because you're always paying about nine fifty, ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, so if you get up, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good get for me. But. Um, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen often, I know. But I've got your back, bro. I'm, I'm with you. Um, in 2017, you played only four games of first grade that season. But in 2018, you really cemented the spot in the regular first grade roster, playing 20 games that season, which was a real, real breakout year for you. And it was the Warriors' best season since 2011. Um, first time we played the semis for, for seven years. What was it like to be an integral part of the club's success during that that season, during that year, yeah, that season was really um, that was a really good season for myself and and not only myself for the club. Like you said, we made finals for the first time, and I just feel like um, you know we did good that year. But if we had kept the same team for one more year, like fuck, I reckon we would have we could have you know done it. But you know, those are a lot of what ifs. Um, but yeah, I just think fuck, if we kept that same team for one more year, like. We could have done some mean damage, because I think we started off five and zero, and I was like, "Fuck, this is mean." That's like, right. And the the games, like the the games turning up to Mount Smart, it was packed. Like, you couldn't even see a seat spare. It was just so packed, and it was mean, so mean playing at home. And when we would win, fuck, it was like there was a mean buzz in in New Zealand. And, yeah, because I I was at the I was at the game where you played. I think it was round round three against Canberra, and. Yeah. Shawnee kicked two field goals to ice that game. Yeah. And then the next week we played the Roosters. Roosters, we and pumped. The, Yeah, and we, we pumped the Roosters. Like, 
and uh, Shawnee didn't play. Mason played that game yeah, Mason. at halfback. Yeah, but I, I can I can remember being because every whenever we go to a Warriors game here in Australia, there's all they always put a section aside for us as the away supporters section, and it's always in a corner of the stadium. It's always in a shit location, and I remember being at the Canberra game, and there was probably about ten of us in that um, in that away section. But the next week we went to the Roosters game, and we sold out three bays. On one side of the field, it was. I couldn't hear any. I remember that game because everyone was cheering and they were singing. Yeah. Songs. Like I was like, like this is the year. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> can... Yeah. Really um. Can you see me? Yeah. yeah. I was just I was just going to ask about the um, so obviously we we touched on the fact that we hadn't made finals in a long time until 2018, so we waited probably like seven years. Um, and you qualified for the semi-finals. What what is your memory of the actual finals game itself against um, Penrith? Um, yeah, I remember we started off we, we started off really well. I think we got up two tries. Um, when I come on, they just scored um, a late second or oh, first half try, I think. Um, and then I remember we lost Roger, and when yep. we lost Roger, like the boys got rattled there. Eh? And I, yep. I yeah, you could see it just yeah. like error after error. And then we just keep giving them the ball back and then fuck, they just, you know, got a mean roll on in the second half. And yeah, fuck, I don't know. Well, it was weird because we weren't never nervous, like going into a game. I was never nervous. But that game, like I could tell a few of us were really nervous, um, obviously because of the occasion and that. Um, but yeah, fuck. It was a tough one, especially because it was Juju's last game. Yeah, and I keep looking at him in the huddle when they would score, and I just like, fuck, one more game for you, bro. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I was at that game too. It was um, yeah, it was a weird game, uh, but yeah, once we lost Roger, it, it just you could feel or you could sense that that the the shoulders drop kind of thing, the heads drop. Yeah, you could um, you could almost physically see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that semi final against Penrith also doubled as a season opener for the women's NRL competition. Um, did the squad, did you guys have much interaction with the women's team during that time? Did you travel together, have accommodations together, um, anything like that? No, so we didn't We didn't do too much. That, and that's one thing I'm, I'm keen to, um, like, you know, touch on is that um, I think we should do a lot more more stuff with the women team and even the younger teams because um, I don't think we do enough of them, um, especially like, you know, our, our women, they made the sort of same sacrifices as us this year. I know it was only for a short period of time, but some of them had to leave jobs in that. Yep. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, something that we need to do more of <clears throat> um, as a club um, to build, you know, that culture and that. Yeah, we, um, we had a couple of the women on. We had Georgia on a couple of weeks ago. And Hilda and Madison came on and, and spoke to us and that. And you're right, they did sacrifice, uh, uh, you know, they sacrificed too. They had to give up jobs because they're not full-time footballers. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that probably as a fan of not just the Warriors, but um, of rugby league as well, the thing that probably gets me about the women's game, it's got nothing to do with you guys, is that they don't really get a sense of, I, I reckon if the NRL had it where like the Warriors women play before the Warriors men and, you know, they have a couple more rounds rather than just at that semi-final. They can experience yeah. that home, um, yeah. that home crowd experience that you guys get at Mount Smart, uh, yeah. playing before you guys get a bit, bit of a following. Because at the moment, they don't get a massive crowd out there um, yeah. playing before. So, and this year was weird because of COVID. That yeah. have one game at twelve thirty, one at four, one at eight o'clock. So, 
you know, I was buying tickets to like effectively a Canberra Penrith game, but I was going there at twelve thirty to watch the Warriors women play, and then I'd I'd go home. I wouldn't hang around for seven mm-hmm. hours to watch two teams I give jack shit about. <laughs> so, yeah. No, yeah, I agree, bro, and I reckon it's like I wish their season was a little bit longer, and yeah, they could experience you know like their curtain yeah. raiser kind of games. Yeah, because I remember when we were playing twenties and cup when we went curtain raise for NRL, we'd get like a solid crowd, and it was mean. Yep. Because you know they're coming in just in, ready, ready to watch the you know in our second half, we'll be like almost playing the NRL game like with the crowd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you 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 were awarded for a for a really good twenty eighteen season um, um, by being named Dalian Interchange Player of the Year, which I think was the first time that they actually had that award, and. Um, can you tell us a bit about what went on that night at the Dally M's? Um, sure. That was like the first time Mox let me let my hair down. Like, have it. Because uh, when Mox first come in, um, that's the reason I didn't play much in 2017. So when he first come in, I'd been in like a, I'd been, I was, I was a loose cannon. I was going to town and getting into fights and that. And um, when Mox come, I'd been done for drink driving and I had, um, what did I do? Oh, I went and played in a Maldives competition. But you're not you're not allowed to play for any other team unless you know you ask. Yeah. Me so come, I had like this history of fighting and then got done drink driving. And he said, you know, you're on your last chance if you fuck up, you're out. I was like, oh okay. So I didn't drink that whole year, and it took me a whole year to get into Mux's good books. Like he was just like so like nah, this guy's a rat bag. Like anyway, so I earned my finally earned, and I played the last four games of 2017, and then go yep. heading to 2018. Like I was, you know. And Mux was good books, and he was like, you know, pleased with how hard I've been working in that. And that night, he was actually let me, he said, oh, yeah, you can have a drink. You know, you deserve it. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet. So we got blind, me, Rog, um, Bully. And then all I hear is my name called up, and I thought I was nominated, because I knew I was nominated for Delium. So I thought they were just reading out the nominees. And then I turned around, and I was like, they go up, or she didn't <laughs> You look lost. Hey, Bully was like, Bully was like, no, nah, no, nah, go, go, go. And then I went to go and he said, no, no, sit down. And, he's like, <laughs> and then she said, oh, come up. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I went up and got my award. And um, and then, yeah, when Roger got Dallium, because Bully had already previously, you know, gave us a nod. It was like, oh, if Roger gets it, we'll go happy. I was like, sweet. And he tipped up a few of the other key boys. There's Jordan Rapana, um, Isan Masters. But they were, we were all, like, scattered. Yeah. So, Bully yeah. was then. Raps was like to our right and Isan was way at the back. But it was mean because, you know, we just got up and um, so took with the bro, Rog, um, for getting the Yeah, I was, I was just going to ask you about that. Was, was that something the bully had planned or was it just a spur-of-the-moment thing? But um, it was probably one of the best four-man harkers I've ever seen. It was um, The room was in awe and it's something that they used in video footage all the time when they're promoting the Dally M now is that that footage of you boys, particularly you and, and bully, at the front there, giving that that um, that harker for for Roger. It's, um, yeah, no, yeah. It's very special because you know um, we all know how good Roger is in that. But um, yeah, it was just special because you know he's a Kiwi, and I think only one other Kiwi had got it was Jason. Uh, Gary Freeman. Oh, Gary Freeman, Jason, and then Roger. So you know it's a very rare occasion for yeah our nation to receive that award. So yeah, yeah. It, was, it was special. Yeah. Yes, 2019, you continued to be one of the mainstays of, of the first grade team. But unfortunately, the success of 2018 wasn't quite backed up in 2019. So what do you think was the, you know, the main contributor to that? Oh, uh, yeah, like I said, bro, I just wish we kept that same 2018 team. Um, 
you know, Shawnee was a massive loss. And we were looking at guys who hadn't had any NRL experience to fill that void. And so a lot of weight fell on um, Greeny. And I just don't think, like, he could he could take on that much. I'm not saying it's all his fault, but, you know, I felt like right from the start of the season when we lost Sean, it was, like, deflating. We were like, fuck, like we're in trouble. Um, and, yeah, we had a mixed bag of, um, I think, the middle block of the season, we finally found our gear. And then when we lost that Parramatta game, we were just, like, deflated again. And then we got smoked by the Raiders. Um, we beat Manly and then, like, fuck, we lost our last what, three or four games. Sharks, Roosters. Yeah. We didn't beat the Raiders. So it was it was kind of a mixed, mixed season. But, um, yeah, I wish we kept um, that same team for one more year. <clears throat> yeah. I, um, I, I don't expect you to answer this. But I'm gonna just say it anyway. I, I just think when when Sean left, it was uh, a massive loss for the club. But I've all, often wondered whether um, if the club were a little bit smarter, would, would they have let Mason Linnell go three weeks before that? Because um, Mason had played a bit of first grade uh, yeah. at the club, and and you know was was kind of on the fringe of being in that squad, and then they allowed him to sign at Newcastle, and then three weeks later, Sean Johnson's gone, and all of a Sudden, we don't have a qualified half, like a, an established halfback anymore. So, but like I said, I don't expect you to comment on that, bro. It's um, you know, it's it's one of those things that that just happened. Um, at the end of the 2019 season, you had surgery on an ankle syndesmosis injury, yeah. uh, which kept you off the training park for a little bit of time. Um, mentally, how hard is it to go through a preseason injured when all the other boys are? I kind of back training. Yeah, that was that was a hard one to take because after the season, um, or like that that end of the season, I was just playing because I was we were in, we were in finals contention. Yep. And um, bro, my ankle was fucked. Like I was getting shot up before warm up. Then I'll play first half, come back in, shoot it again, and I was just oh, it was fucked. Anyway, after the season, had an MRI, and um, our old doctor he he said, oh no, you don't need surgery. It's all good. I was like, oh, okay, doesn't feel right. But anyway, I should have got a second opinion, but that's my bad. I learned from that. Um, anyway, fast forward, like went to Bali, had my off season, come back to preseason and I'm running and um, it's still like painful. And then um, um, our new, we got a new doctor for, for this year and she she sent me and my MRI results, the same one to an orthopedic surgeon. And he just took one look at it and was like, bro, your ankle's fucked. Like it's butchered, you're gonna need surgery. And I was like, oh fuck, how long? How long will that be out? And he was like, oh, eight to twelve weeks. And I was like, fuck, like that's my whole pre. I could have got that done, like eight weeks ago, and I would yeah. be, you know, slowly coming back, back right. And then um, so I had that was that was very hard to take because it's my first major injury, and I knew I was gonna miss, you know, half the season. Um. And then when I got my ankle right, I was ready to train again. Um, you know, I did my knee in wrestling in Tamworth. And so it was like another uh, six, like, oh, four to six weeks. They, I blew like a, it's called a lateral um, ligament. It's like the one on the, the outside. Yeah. LCL. It's not that important, but um, that was another four to six weeks. And when I finally got back from there, I tore my calf and it was all on one leg. So I was thinking like, fuck, I must be, con what is it? Um, when you rely on one leg too much. Yeah, overcompensating. Yeah, overcompensating. Yeah. And my, 
you know, my, my, my left leg wasn't, you know, full, fully strength back to his full strength. So that was frustrating. So frustrating, especially when the boys were, you know, losing. And then when Mox got sacked and I was just like, fuck, I was just boiling, like ready to get back out there with the boys. Um, but yeah, got through it and yeah, hopefully I don't have to go through anything like that again. Yeah. Well, the, the 2020 season started under very difficult circumstances, obviously with the, the playing group finding out immediately after the round one um, loss at Newcastle that they wouldn't be flying home because of COVID um, mm-hmm. and everything like that. And at the time, they'd only packed, you know, just an overnight bag kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was the feeling like back in, in NZ? And did you have regular contact with the group during that, those first two rounds? Yep. So when we were catching up, we were doing like a team Zoom. Like the, the, the team was in the room and then we'll be on the projector, obviously, and, and where yep. they were. And we had a team discussion and it was like, um, because it was uncertain of when we could they could return, they said they'll hang it out for another week or two. And if they have to stay any longer than that, then they'll, you know, probably come home. Um, and then it was just by by coincidence that they only played one game and then they got, you know, they suspended yeah. the season. Um, so, you know, I was really keen. We moved, when we flew to um, us injured boys, we flew over and we stayed in the camp. I can't remember where we stayed, but um, we were keen as to get over and, you know, reinforce the boys. But, yeah, they suspended the season after a week and then we all flew home. Yeah, I was in Newcastle for that round one game. Um, in fact, your good mate, Josh Gage, yeah. was uh, he was invited to talk to the boys at the hotel before the game about his um, heart surgery. Cam George had kept in contact with him through, throughout the, um, the off-season. Um, so that was kind of a, a big thrill for me because we kind of got to be in that inner sanctum with all the boys before that, that Newcastle game. And then after that game, the crowds were banned from live games in round two. And then the comp was suspended indefinitely, as you said. What happened once the squad went back home to New Zealand? Because New Zealand went into full lockdown. Um, you did it a lot tougher than we did it here in Australia. We had certain restrictions and, and um, you know, various uh, isolation protocols. But you guys went into full lockdown. Yeah. So we were in full lockdown for six weeks, I think it was. Um, and that was... That was weird because you know we didn't know what was happening. It was like the world's coming to an end. Um, but me, Roger, and Ellie, because we live all live close to each other, we we're just slowly uh, texting each other, and we'll meet at a school. In the school, like you can park your car and then walk around, and it's just like a field covered by bush. So oh, yeah. we're, we're still training. Us three were still training right through the six weeks. Um, we're just keeping it on the low. Um, but yeah, it was a weird time, man. And um, you know. I'm, very, very grateful that we got the season back up and running because, um, you know, a year of footy, fuck, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, I don't know what we would have done and we don't play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah were, you, um, were you doing your own, you, know, you, doing, you were doing training, as you said, with, with some of the guys and um, were you having, again, were you just continually having the regular Zoom meetings with the coaching staff and everything and, and how did that affect your injury rehab as well? Yeah, so slowed everything down, bro. Um, but we got given like bikes and, and that to use at home, um, weights and that. Um, but we were doing Zoom calls like every day. Like our leaders, our leader group, um, our leadership group, we were on the phone constantly. And it was just the same, like, oh, we're still waiting, we're still waiting, we're still waiting for answers, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, fuck, finally they, they said May 28th, but there was still a lot of um, uncertainty of, 
a lot of things that we needed to get sorted out, like our pay cut, um, will our families be allowed over? And they promised us, they said, when you guys fly over, fly over in May, um, we'll have your families there by May 28th. And so we're like, okay, sweet. We went over. And then, then they said, oh, because they promised but then NRL obviously didn't fulfill theirs and that's why um, they went home you froze for a minute there can you go back and tell us what happened sorry bro um, when they told you that you the families were going to come at May 28 what happened yeah so can you hear me yeah bro oh yeah we got you yeah yeah we got you can you hear me now yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they they promised the boys um, that their families would be over by May twenty eighth. That was the start of the season. Um, we went over, and then come like a week from kickoff, they said, "Oh fuck, we can't get your families over. It's up to the government." And they're saying no. And so the boys that had the families that weren't over there, they were like freaking out, like, "Oh no, fuck no, we're gonna go home." And because they fulfilled their promise, they showed up, yep. but then NRL couldn't you know, get the families over. So, um, yeah, that was a – because you could see it, like, a lot of boys were down. Like, Fossey was down because his missus was pregnant and she was going through a pregnancy all by herself. So that's why you yep. need to go home. Kenneth has had a newborn. Um, Iggy's got four sons. The oldest is, like, 10 years old or something. So – and his, his mum – his wife was by herself. So, yep. you know, we just had to get those boys home. Um but yeah, once they left, you know, it was like a big weight off our shoulders and yeah, we started playing playing some good footy. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, that, so the comp gets a green light to restart and you guys fly to Tamworth for that initial 14-day isolation. The, yeah. the town of Tamworth really like, accepted the boys in, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they got real, like, they got right behind us and, you know, they started calling us Tamworth Warriors. Um, yeah. The people at the hotel looked up looked after us really well. Um, our chef, Paul, he was top man, mean cook. He's cooking the meanest feeds for us. Uh, we really enjoyed our time there, but we couldn't um, get out to the town and, you know, spend some time with the, uh, the people. But um, no. when we turned up to play the nights, you know, it was, um, it was packed. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So after the, after the 14 day isolation period in San Francisco, the team um, shifted to Terrigal and set up base to play home games out of Central Coast Stadium there. So how difficult was it yeah. in those early weeks to be away from home? It was hard because we had no freedom. We couldn't do anything. And we were like, we were in a mean spot. It was a five star um, like apartment or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, we had everything there, but we still couldn't, go out for a walk or go get a coffee or anything. And the boys were doing it really tough because it felt like we were caged animals and it felt like we were just performing, you know, when the NRL wanted us to, which was like game day. Yeah. Um, and then, so we had a meeting with Andrew Ebdo and um, we explained to him how we're feeling in that. And um, he gave us um, a different set of, of rules um, to, to everyone else because we had come from New Zealand and that. So we were allowed to do most things. We we're allowed to go to, cafes if we social distance social distance um we're allowed to go to restaurants and have feeds and that um we just had to kind of keep it on the low no social social media because um you know the other players they had you know tougher rules than us 
Yeah, I was, I was going to ask about life inside that COVID bubble because most of us were just going about our, our, our normal lives and that. But um, uh, I've lost my train of thought. Jump in, Rob. I, oh, can't, I don't know what I was going to ask you. Well, the first the first couple of weeks that we were there, it was yeah, it was hard, and we we couldn't do anything. Like we just had to stay in our rooms. We weren't even allowed to go in um, each other's rooms. Like that's how messed up it was. But um, we, and we started we start we linked up with the the local pound and we started work, walking dogs that was to get I out. I did see that, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, so we, are, we started walking dogs like two times a week just to get out of the, the apartment. Um, there was there was a, a video that the Warriors shared of you guys whenever you had to do a gym session. You had to basically set up um, like hurricane fencing um, so that people couldn't get near you and stuff like that. Like there, it, was, um, it was quite a weird um, situation. You Ball sessions were they done at Central Coast Stadium or were they done in Terrigal somewhere? So we trained um, at two places because it's a soccer team that owns that Central Coast Stadium. I think when they were training, yep. there, we would go train at a, a field in Tugra. It was called, I think. Yep. Um, but yeah, the jump sessions are weird because you know the fences are up, but it was stupid because if we if someone just come up to the fence, you know the air is going through the fence and it's like fucking. <laughs> Pointless. Um, that was good because um, gave the boys a bit of eye candy to have a look at when we we're doing our weights. Um, but yeah, it was all good. Did, did you have Did you have your own rooms, or were you in shared accommodation? Or? We were in um, apartment blocks, and there were like three rooms in a in a apartment. Yep. So my roomies was Roger and Nathaniel. Yep. So yeah, those are my roomies. So yeah. Uh, as a squad, you spend a bit of time together, probably more than other squads because of the travel that the Warriors normally do. Um, but it still must have been different living with the squad twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, it was it was different, and I think it benefited us. Like we oh, we really benefited from that because you know we got a lot tighter as a crew. Yeah. Um, people formed bonds with players that they wouldn't normally not hang out with, like, you know, the Maldives and then the Aussies. Yeah. And the young fellas were coming out of their shell. And, you know, you got young fellas like Paulie, you know, taking the piss out of Roger, who would, like, fast forward, like, a year ago, he would be too scared to even talk to Roger. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. So it was, it was real good. And we got real tight as a crew, even with the staff and that, all the staff. Um, so, yeah, that those six months over there was, um, you know, something we can look back on now and be proud of. You know, yeah. the relationships we formed with each other. <clears throat> when the when the season restarted, uh, May twenty eighth sort of time. So we had we sort of had a bit of up and down form. So we had a win, obviously a win against the Dragons, eighteen uh, nil, and lost to Penrith, and then thirty seven twenty six win against the Cowboys. But our next game was was a big loss to South Sydney, forty points to twelve. Mm. And after that game, uh, Stephen Kearney was um, sacked. So as as fans, we were pretty blindsided by the decision, and it was was it a massive shock to you guys too. Imagine imagine how we're feeling if you guys <laughs> yeah. like we're going through all this shit, and then they decide to sack the coach, and we're thinking, what the fuck? Like, why would you sack the coach right now when we're in the middle of all of this? You know, and he's the one that's keeping us all together. Yeah, uh, and I didn't agree on it at all. Um, the move they made, but um, you know, Mark had a plan and. Um, so we had to, you know, get over it and get behind him and get behind Toddy. Um, but yeah, that was that was tough. That was like almost the last straw. We were almost like, you know, 
thinking, fuck, no, let's go home. Yeah, it would have been tough. Because um, Todd's given that interim coach's job. His first assignment is against Melbourne, a game which was probably our worst performance of the season. And his first press conference, he was no nonsense. He was no nonsense. He was direct. Um, and he maintained that hard-nosed approach all through the season, pretty much. Um, and the squad really seemed to buy into his philosophy and his attitude. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, the thing about Toddy is, bro, he's honest. And it doesn't care who you are. He'll just tell you straight up. Like, you know, if you played shit, you played shit. Um, and he, w- he was very tough on us, but he, he was fair. And he let us um, enjoy ourselves because we were doing it so tough over there. He said, you know what, you can enjoy yourselves. But when you turn up to work, you work. Um, you don't fluff around. And so, you know, the boys, trusted, he trusted the boys and we got his respect. We respected him. And, you know, it was, it was you know, good back end of the season. Yeah, we followed, we followed up that um, big loss with a, with a win against Brisbane and then yeah. two losses against Gold Coast and the Sharks. And after the Sharks game, um, Ken, Bush, um, Parsi and, and King um, all returned to NZ. So, like, not, not to put you on the spot or anything, but that decision, um, the effects that that kind of had on the squad, particularly yeah. because that, that sort of came out a bit flat after that round. Yeah. Um, when, so when they went home, um, it was like a big weight of it, like I spoke before, a big weight off our shoulders because, you know, what they were going through, we were feeling it because we could, you know, get the energy in that, um, sense of energy in that. So, yeah, when they left, there was like a big weight off our shoulders and, um, you know, we didn't help hold any hard feelings against them because, you know, family first. So we were happy for them to go home. Um, but, yeah, once they, once they left um, and we sort of just said, you know what, we've only got this amount of games left. Like, it's only us versus everyone else. No one gives a fuck, like, they're saying thank you for carrying on the season, but we were tired of that sympathetic, you know, um, and it was like an excuse for us, like we're over here. So, so we were tired of that and we just said, you know what, boys, fuck it, we'll knuckle down and have a crack and um, let's not fucking roll over and let these cunts run all over us. And knuckle down you did. Round nine, every fan, every Warriors fan's dream comes true and Jazz makes his return to the field <laughs> in a game that, us as fans consider probably to be the turning point of our season. Um, yeah. I know we didn't get the win against the Roosters, but the team looked committed. Defensively, we were really resilient. Um, the d- team displayed like a real mental toughness that we weren't used to seeing as, as Warriors fans. Um, and the team fought for the entire 80 minutes, and this continued pretty much for the remainder of the season. Yeah. Even the games we lost, um, like against uh, Parramatta, the Canberra game uh, late in the season... Um, we were in the fight right until the 80th minute. What changed? Is, is it, like, as you said, is it that that um, discussion that you guys had amongst yourselves and the, the closeness that you'd got in in the COVID, that COVID bubble, where it was just like, we're here, we might as well make the most of it? Yeah, that's, there's a, a few things that played a part, but I think um, me and Jack sort of made like a little pact to each other. We're like, you know, every team has these like enforcers. They have big dudes like... Bruce's got Jared, um, yep. Melbourne got Nelson and Jesse. Um, you know, everyone has these enforcers and we didn't, we were looking around for our enforcers and we didn't have one. So we were like, oh yeah, me and you, bro, we'll do it. So any team we come up against, like the first game we started together was against um, the Roosters. And yep. so like, 
you know, we'll go up Jared, Jared's our man, we'll go after him. And then he, I remember um, I stripped the ball out of Siwa, I think, and then he hit hide me. And then, fuck, I just got on top of him straight away. And I was just like, <laughs> picking him, fuck you. And then um, after that, him and Jack, like Jack stood up and Jack started calling him out. And then they started going at it. And I was just like, yeah, this is mean. And the boys were just feeding off it. Like, you know, we're not standing down to any camp. doesn't matter how big or who you are. So that was mean. That's when um, that's when I reckon it, it turned around for us. Um, when we started. Yeah, the, that, that game, I remember one of the best visions of that game was um, when Jack was giving it to Jared. And then at the end of the game, Jack yeah. went up to Jared to like kind of uh, put his arm around him and say, and Jared was brushing him off. Like Jared was, yeah. he yeah. was really pissed. He knew that someone had got the better of him that day. Yeah. Well, see, I don't agree with how Jared handled that. Um, no. He's a, a leader in our game and especially for our people. And, um, you know, I, I'm a believer of, you know, what happens on the field stays on the field. Just leave it there. Yep. Um, and Jack went up to Jared and he said to him, bro, I looked up to you when I was a little kid. Like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, we'll leave it on the field. And then Jerry goes, no, nah, fuck off me and you got beef. And I was like, bro, are you saying sorry? Like, so I don't know. Like, yeah, Jared, Jared, yeah, Jack got under Jared's skin, I'll say that. Sure did, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, um, we spoke about the bubble earlier and everything, but, but as the season went on, did it did it get harder, like, at, uh, the longer, longer it went on to be in the bubble? Um, I won't say harder. Like, I think when the boys left... Um, like that was it. That was the lot. We we're just like boys. We've been through so much shit. Like, doesn't matter what happens now. We've we've been through worse. So, um, it wasn't harder. It was just like we could see the end of the you know the season, and it was close. And we're like boys. We we'll just get through it. Get through it. Um, one game at a time. And so I wouldn't say it got harder. Um, yeah. We we as Aussie based fans, we don't get to see his play as often as we'd like to. Um, and we're always the away fans, you know, we're always outnumbered, but from a selfish perspective, um, COVID was great for us because we got to experience a little taste of what it's like to be a home fan. Um, did it lift the team knowing there was a loyal group of fans that were continually coming along to every game in Sydney and the central coast to cheer you guys on? Yeah, bro, of course, because, you know, um, hearing, you know, fans cheering for you, it just gives you energy straight away. And then, um, you know, you guys are turning up, even though at the start of the season, like, we're getting smoked. Um, but, yeah, it was good to, you know, feel some, you know, love from from our fans and our people. So, um, it definitely, you know, kept us going and gave us some energy. Yeah, the, the round the round 18 loss to the Sharks um, effectively ended our, our semi-final dream. Yep. Um, so, how hard were those last few rounds knowing... Unfortunately, there wouldn't be any semi-final fairy tale, but yeah. um, but you know you still couldn't go home for another couple of weeks, so you had to sort of see out the season. So, um, how'd you guys sort of handle that? Yeah, that was tough, and um, it was hard to get up for you know the last two weeks, but then um, you know we had every reason in the last game because it was Blair's you know last he announced his retirement, and then it was Tommy's um, debut. <clears throat> Um, for the Raiders game, sorry, it was Tommy's debut. That's yep. that gave us a reason, you know, to get up for him because everyone remembers their debut and we wanted to, you know, make sure we had a crack for him. And then the last game was, um, I think it was Toy's 50th game for the Warriors and then obviously yep. Blair's um, last game. So we had to, yep. you know, make sure we got the win for him um, and respect him. Um, but yeah, it was, it was hard, I'm not going to lie. 
they, the coaches try to make training fun. We were playing like soccer and, and gridiron. Um, we didn't do any like game plan or anything. Um, but yeah. I, I was fortunate enough to be at that final game of the season against Manly. As you know, we had a photo. Um, the team really put on a show for the home fans that day. Um, and it ended up being pretty emotional, charged day. You had Andrew Abdo, you know, being there to acknowledge the sacrifices of the squad. They played that little video package of rival captains and, and players thanking, you know, the team for being there. Yeah. Uh, the video package, farewelling the departed players, but the harker for Adam Blair was a real highlight for me. Um, again, is that something that is planned or is that just uh, is that just someone says, hey, boys, let's do a harker and away it goes? I think he's just like, you all know, bro. It's just a Kiwi thing. Like, yeah, you know, you thought for anything special, like, you know, a birthday or, you know, someone gets an award or whatever. Yep. Um, and it was just like, I think we finished and I was like, boys, yep, come a tip for um, Larry. I'm like, oh, you yep. sweet. Like, it's just a normal thing. Like, everyone will just go, yeah, sweet, very well. Um, and, like, when Mox left, that was probably the most emotional haka that, you know, I've been a part of. Like, because oh. he, when he got up and said goodbye, um, Baka was hard. All the boys were, like, in tears and that. And then when we did a haka for him, it was, like, one of the most emotional hakas that I've been a part of. Um, it, was, it was special, yeah. The, the day after that Manly game, um, is pretty much the day that the team broke camp. The Kiwi boys all went home yeah. and the Aussie boys pretty much stayed here. Yeah. Describe those feelings. After you've been living with these guys for six months and then it's kind of bye-bye and, you know, some of those guys you're not, you know, you're not going to play with next year. Adam Kieran's moved on. Lockie Burr's moved on. Um, Paddy Herbert's moved on, you know. Um, yeah, describe those kind of feelings. That, that must have been really hard. It was weird because... Um... We were all wasted. <laughs> we got there early in the morning, and I don't think I'd been asleep yet. And I was just like, ah, "See you later, boys. Like, love yous and that." Um, but I wish that we, you know, we stayed because I know we've been over there for ages. I wish we stayed for like another two days or something. Left on the Wednesday, um, so we could actually, you know, have a drink and actually surprise, say proper goodbyes. Because um, the night was actually good. There, we had like a little muck around um, awards night. Gave out some funny awards. Um, and then, yeah, we all had a drink together. Um, but, yeah, it was it was sad. Now, looking back, you know, we didn't get to say goodbye properly. Yeah. Because we were all still wasted. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to miss some of the bros. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, with no international footy for either the Kiwis or Samoa this year, you mm. get to have a proper off-season. Um, yeah. What date does the squad get back together? And we've heard rumblings that there's going to be a split pre-season with Aussie boys here and Kiwi boys back home. Yeah, that's true, bro. So they wanted um, the boys to be with their families for Christmas. It was yep. after the, the year that it's been. It's been crazy and you know, only be fair to spend Christy with the family. So um, the Aussie boys are going to stay in Aussie and I think they're going to do like a little camp. I think they start in two weeks. Um, they're going to start training. Um, our young boys start... Um, Monday actually okay um, and then we all got different depending on how long you've played you've all got different dates like Ken and Foss and that they start um, not next week the week after but like I'm me and a couple of other boys aren't due back till December the 7th okay um, and then you got like Roger he's not due back till January so okay. everyone varies it depends on how you know seniority and how, how long you've played for etc um, but yeah we're doing the split so the, the Aussie boys stay in Aussie we stay here after Chrissy. 
they still haven't confirmed yet, but um, if the Aussie boys don't have the quarantine, they'll come home. Yep. And we'll we'll train like normal, and then we'll fly to Oz. Um, otherwise, if they do, then it looks like we'll fly over over there. And they haven't made up their mind yet. They've still got Redcliffe, and they've got um, Terrigal. Back to Terrigal. Um, Where would you prefer? Well, we're all the boys saying Terrigal because yeah, good. Come on. Rob Rob lives in Queensland. He's, he's yeah. hoping for Redcliffe, but as a Sydney sider, mate, I'm hoping for Terrigal again. I, yeah, it'll yeah. be yeah. No, yeah. So right. Is it, is that, is <laughs> that confirmed? Is that confirmed that you'll probably have to be based out of here for the season next year? Um, so the way they've they've said it is um we're gonna put it into three or oh, three three month blocks. Yep. So it's obviously January to March. And then if the bubble hasn't opened up, then we'll stay for another block of three months. And then obviously if the bubble hasn't opened up then, then we'll stay for the, the last three three month block. Um but yeah, it's all depending on the border. Like if it opens up then we'll just But be... your families will be here with you from the outset? Um yeah, so um that's one thing we're gonna get make sure is that our families can come over. Like no one's yeah. gonna come over unless. So I think we're gonna start doing exemptions and stuff like soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty 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 was a strange season all around, obviously, and and so like a few changes on the field. We returned to one referee, had some rule tweaks like the six again rule, and for the first time, um, there were loan players that were available to teams. So what did you think of the four uh, loan players that came to our team? Um, what, what were your thoughts on those guys? Well, I thought um, all the lone players um, really stood up and, and, you know, gave us a bit of life, a bit of energy, like Puasa. Um, well, he was mean, the way he carried the ball in that for us. It just reminded yeah. me of Bunty. Um, they sort of yeah. passed, but Puasa was big. Bro, George Jennings and um, Jacko and Dan, bro, those, like, Jacko and Dan, they were freaks. Well, you know, they're all playing for context as well. So you could, yep. it was evident in how... Hard they were playing in that. Um, it was I thought it was good for for them to you know play some footy because um, they weren't gonna you know get a run in, in their team um, back home. So um, I take my hats off to all four of them because you know each one of them you know had a crack. Yeah, George Jennings looked happy to be in a Warriors jersey. We actually thought that that he might get um, offered a contract. He's gone and signed at Melbourne. Right, so you got real title for the Maori boys, and he was yeah. calling for Maori. <laughs> <after>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was mean. It was mean. We got real close with, with um, Jacko and De- uh, sorry, with um, um, Jinx and, and Dan because they yeah. spent you know a long time. With them. Yeah. yeah, they they showed an interview that they did when they first got into camp. They uh, they had to do a barbecue for you boys or something when they yeah. first got into yeah. into camp. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was really Dan's actually a really good cook. Not Jen, not George. He fucking did nothing. He buttered the bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All those, all those guys are really going to be fondly remembered, and we're, yeah. we're all Warriors fans. We'll always remember them as Warriors players. So, yeah, yeah to, to us it was fantastic, and as you said, it gave, well, clearly gave the team a big boost. So, yeah. yeah, I thought it was a fantastic initiative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what yeah. Um, Rob touched on that six again rule um, that they they brought in this year. Are you a fan or you're not a fan? Oh, mixed feelings, bro. When when we're on attack, I'm I'm loving it, but when we're on defense, I'm thinking, "Fuck me, this is stupid." Um, we don't get many, though, do we? Nah, but bro, when you're on defense, um, and you get a couple of six against, bro, it's fucking hard. It makes the game so hard. and that's why I think, um, the game was there's so much points scored this year. 
It was because yeah. of the sixty game rule. There was a lot more fatigue. It was way faster. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really mind. I'm happy there's only one ref though. Yeah. Because you can get away with a lot more stuff. Yeah. That's unlike you, mate. You don't try to get away with stuff, do you? Uh, no. <laughs> Not in your game, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, the NRL is a business these days, and uh, player movements are inevitable. How hard is it to see like good mates such as you know Sean Johnson, Sam Lusone move on to other clubs? Yeah, it is hard, bro. But um, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business, and um, we all understand that. Um, you know, we'll just be brothers, you know, forever. Um, you know, Sean's a good mate. He's coming home soon, I think. Okay, so hopefully, catch up with him. Um, Sammy's not coming over because he doesn't want to do. The quarantine because you got to do quarantine two weeks Queensland two weeks NZ, um so I won't see him for a while but you know it's always sad when you lose a mate like Nathaniel I think he's in talks with Para or something um, yeah so we'll see see what happens there but you know if I lose him too I'm gonna be like fuck oh, uh, mates don't um, wanna give you bad like, news don't wanna give you bad news bro but he's already signed yeah yeah no I already know I just don't want to <laughs> <live on that>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are you excited? Are you excited about the new signings that the club's made? The new guys coming to the club? I can't wait to play with um with our big three big boys, three big buffers. Yeah, it's gonna be you know a lot different to the way we've been playing the last couple of years. But yeah, finally we've got some big big motherfuckers. Um, so where do you know where um is uh, BMM Ben Murdoch Masilla? Is he going to be uh, preseason training Australia or New Zealand? And um, AFB, because part of his deal was he want his, like he wanted to get out of Sydney. Is he going back to do preseason in New Zealand, or will he do it here in Australia? I think he's doing it in Australia. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not too sure about um, Big Benny, but um, keen as to play, you know, behind him. I don't have to yeah. the tough guy anymore. I can just let them do it, and I'll just I got yeah. your back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we love that about you. That that was one of the things that yeah. we loved this season was the two blokes that we as fans could really rely on to get in and do all that dirty work and, and really um, uh, head our defensive effort was both yourself and Carl Lawton. Carl's yeah. not a big guy either, mm-hmm. you know, but um, he really made the, op- like took the opportunity of, of starting at hooker with both hands this season. He, he made a fist of it and he made that, that position his own. Um, yeah. 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 I was really happy with um, the way Carl went this year. He was, he was solid, man. And, um, it's going to be interesting to see who gets the nine this year. I think he's done enough to, you know, earn it. But, yeah, yep. we'll see what Brownie wants. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just like I was saying, um, how me and Jack sort of made a pack. It was like, bro, that's us. Yep. Like these, all these other cunts. <laughs> Sorry, I keep saying that word. That's a bad word. <laughs> Hope I'm not <laughs> We'll send it to us. I've got some uh, I've got some random quick-fire questions for you, Jazz. So we'll, we'll get stuck into a few of these. Who's your toughest teammate? Toughest teammate? Oh, there's not many of them. Um, I'll probably say Toe. He's tough on the field, but in training in it, fuck, he is the laziest. <laughs> he hates gym. He hates weights, though. Honestly, we're doing gym and we'll look up and there's like the balcony and he's just sitting there like watching us just doing <laughs> And he doesn't say anything because of, you know, what he does on the field. So he's just like doing a couple of bicep kills. And all the boys down there, you know, like getting flogged. Fucking new just look up at him. Just, <laughs> no, I'll let the boy have it. That's what happens. Oh. 
Who, who's the best sledger? Maybe on in, in the Warriors team and also in the opposition? <laughs> it's probably me in the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck, that's an obvious one. Um, but the sledging against... Uh, Michael Ennis was was bad. I played him. A oh yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Everyone, I'm not hate him, but hate him playing against him because oh, Blairy, Blairy's bad. Blairy's bad. Yeah, Blairy, fucking, he'll get under anyone's skin. He doesn't care because they know they're not gonna do anything. Um, so he gives it to them. Yeah, Blairy. I'll say Blairy. Yeah. Who's who's the biggest pest? Yeah, that's me. That's easy. <laughs> I thought you'd say uh, bully. Bully. Yeah, bully. Um, but in the team, it would be me. But yeah, Bully is a big pest. Oh, he's annoying, that fella. Yeah. He's got this thing with his teeth. Like, if you're having a coffee or, or a drink or whatever, if you wear out in town and there's drinks or something, he'll pull out his teeth and just dunk his teeth and everything. <laughs> bro, that, that's what he does, bro. And we're just like, oh, well, we're obviously going to drink it. So we're just drinking his dirtiest teeth. Get the old benches. Does yeah. the old bench done? Yeah. <laughs> What are they called? You know, you can pull them out and shit. Yeah, the falsies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you're doing beef or something, he'll come take them out and put it in your face. <laughs> oh, mate. Come on, mate. What about toughest opponent? Um, Sam Burgess, bro. Hands down. I remember the first yeah. time I met him. Uh, he got me. He was running. I was facing... Sorry, and he was running to my right, to my right, and then he gave me a, a left left foot, and he just squared me up, just steamrolled me, and carried on running, and I was just like, fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I seen him um, twenty nineteen last year. Foss, I've never seen anyone smash Foss, and he smashed Foss. Like took him out when we played rabbits in um, Sunshine Coast. And I was like, fuck, yeah, that's, he's a tough guy. <laughs> oh, mate, he ran over the top of Sunny Bill as well, so yeah. you know. All right, you're in good company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to scroll through the live comments. We've got heaps of comments. Um, got heaps of people watching too. Wow. Thanks um, nice for watching. But uh, Georgia Hale's watching. Just want to say a shout out to Georgia Hale for uh, congratulations on winning the Veronica White Medal. Um, yeah. That was a that was a massive thing for Georgia. Well, not uh, many of you know. I don't know if you know. Georgia actually dates Sam Sam Lasoni. So. She's over there now. I think she gets out of Ireland. Really? She, oh, okay. Okay. So okay. Interesting. Okay. So, okay. So I, I got to know Georgia quite well in this campaign um, yeah. and uh, went down, saw them at uh, their, their base a couple of times. Yeah. And she did mention that her partner had moved to Australia and was living <laughs> on the Gold Coast. But she didn't say who <laughs> her partner was. Yeah. Sam Lasonia. Okay, because <laughs> I've got another mate who's um, who's uh, uh, the CEO of the North Sydney Bears here in, in Sydney, and I was trying to, if Georgia stays in Sydney, I was trying to push her in the, to, to go and play at the North Sydney Bears in the women's comp, but looks Broncos. like she's going to be based on the Gold Coast next yeah. year. Oh. She's, no, she's going to Broncos, bro. She's, she's well, no, she won't play for the Broncos, bro. She'll be a, she'll be a Warriors. Um. Yeah, so some of the live questions. Who were your heroes growing up? Um, Stacey Jones, Sonny Bill. Um, I remember watching the Warriors when I was a young fella. Stacey was the man. My dad loved Stacey too. Um, and yes, yeah, Sonny Bill. Um, What's it like then? What's it like when you come into into the Warriors, uh, Farno and, and Stacey Jones is one of the 
the coaches there. Like, what's that like for a young kid? See, yeah, like well, working with one of your idols. Yeah, I still buzz out every day. Like, we got real close. Um, me and Stace being over when we were over in Aussie. Um, but he's the one that, you know, let me have a preseason because I went to an open trial. Um, yep. He was the coach for the 20s and he gave me a shot. And when we won it, um, we shared a moment after after our Mad Monday. And he's just saying how proud he is of me and that. And um, he never thought, you know, I'd get to where I was then. And um, even now when we catch up for a beer, he just buzzes out at like, you know, how far I've, I've come in that. So, yeah, no, nah, he's good. He's a good mate of mine and he's good to have in my corner. Uh, good mentor for me as well. Yep. Um, if you weren't an NRL player, what career do you think you'd be in? Uh, probably be in jail. No. <laughs> uh, I'll probably be, and I probably would have followed my father's footsteps. I, I could. Um, to build, so probably would have followed him as well. I could see you as an MMA fighter, bro. Bro, that you too. Got, you got the mongrel for it. You do. You got the mongrel for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I don't know if. I'll, biggest biggest influence on your career. Um, bro, there's been a few people, special people in my life. Um, Spencer and Carmen Taplin, um, they played a big role. Um, all my mates' parents growing up, because when dad was always away, um, you know, they'll be taking me to league training and stuff. Um, but you know, my probably biggest one would be my father. Um, he was really hard on me, and when we were watching my games, bro, when I was young, um, Pop Kura, we always got smoked, like we were getting smoked by Mangare and all that. And um, every halftime, bro, I would just remember him. He'll come up to the halftime huddle, pull my ear, drag me out of the huddle while the coach is talking and just, like, spray me in front of everyone. And he's like, me like a little fucking girl. He'll be like that. <laughs> and I'll go back and all my mates are like, oh, bro, you all right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, probably my dad, bro. He, he always keeps me honest. And, bro, even now, like, when we lose, I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to watch the game by myself and, like, but every game, like even you lose, I'll hear, I'll be in my room and I'll hear him watching the replay. And then he'll just, <laughs> and he'll be like, Jez, come in here. And then, like, if I miss it or something, he'll just play it, rewind it, play it. And he'll be like, So what were you thinking here? And I'll just like, I'll just be like, Bro, shut up. <laughs> uh, time to move out, Jez. Time to yeah. move out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you, do you follow American sports? And if so, do you have a team that you support? Um, I support. Uh, I follow obviously UFC and um, NBA. I'll yep. say I, follow. Um, yeah. I don't have a current team, but I was backing the um, the Mavericks this year. Um, big Doncic fan, and then when they got knocked out, I was backing the Nuggets. Um, Jamal Murray, my guy. And uh, last question from the uh, fans is: um, Are you a gamer? And if so, what game are you playing at the moment? Um, and ISO was a bit of a gamer. Uh, I was playing yep. Call of Duty Warzone. Um, all my mates play that, but they're pretty terrible, pretty shit. Um, but bro, Patty Herbert is a freak gamer. Like he is freak on um, Fortnite and and COD. He's got all the gadgets and shit. Um, but yeah, he's really been, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, and I think that's yeah. Um, someone's written, do you watch Origin? And if so, what team do you support and why? Can I tell them what you said to me last night when I asked you about Origin, bro? Yeah, bro. Go ahead. So I, I sent Jazz a message last night. Are you watching the Origin? Who are you going for? He goes, no, I don't hate that. I don't watch that. And I hope they, what you say? I hope they bash each other up or something, something to that. 
when I was growing yeah, up, they hurt each other. When I was growing yeah. up, I used to support the Blues because my dad was a big fan of Andrew Johns. Um, yep. And then when I got to a certain, I think when I was like my first twenties, yeah, I just couldn't care less. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then now, now, um, when Origins usually on during the season, I'm like fucking injure each other. <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, no, nah, I couldn't care less to be honest. It is. I um. Good I. Roger posted last night on uh, Instagram. He he said, um, "Who should I support uh, in the Origin tonight?" And I just commented, uh, "Hey Skip, uh, Terry Gull and Tamworth are in New South Wales, so perhaps you should go for the Blues." So he did, and Rob over there got upset. Corrupting him, as you know. Yeah. Oh, you got to stay true, I guess. But no. Yeah. So funny that because I saw his photo. Um, he was on the couch with his daughter, eh? and we had a yeah, he's getting his, he's, yeah. we had a water tonight last night. Um, yeah, bro, and there was only three players there. It was me, Ellie, Chanel, and Blair. And I was like texting him, "Where the fuck are you?" And he goes, "I'm running pop ball with my family." I was like, "You're good, mate." Uh, I thought it, I didn't realize it was a event that you could go to. I just thought that um, that was going to be live streamed to you guys. No, it wasn't. It wasn't compulsory. Um, you know, they gave us option because it's our holiday and that. But come on, mate, you're the captain. I thought you'd be there. So, <laughs> oh, oh, mate, now we get now we're getting um, some questions come through. Who's yeah. the quickest in the team? Um, bro, Ken. Ken yeah. is. Ken. Yeah. Nice here. Okay. Um, would you switch to Union if it guaranteed your spot in the All Blacks? No, uh, I wouldn't fit any position in, in rugby. Um, oh. If you could, oh, these 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 ones are a bit controversial. You don't have to answer. You can say, you can plead the fifth on these. Would you rather have Peyton or Books as a coach? Pass. <laughs> yeah, okay, good man. Uh, and if you could have any coach coach the Warriors, who would it be? You can pass on that too, bro. Nathan Brown. Good answer. <laughs> oh. oh, that's funny. Um, I think that's it. Uh, people are just saying, there's a lot of comments coming through. Thank you for the sacrifice this year. Uh, please come back to the Central Coast. I enjoyed watching you play this year. My favourite game for you this year would have been versus the Eels at the Central Coast. Um, yeah, just uh, just a lot of a lot of love, brother, for um, from yeah. the people watching watching on. It's, uh, you are one of the fan favourites. We we refer to you as a junkyard dog. You're like our you know, clean up and tidy up, man. You know that 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 mongrel that's just not afraid to get in there and mix it with the big boys. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, look, look, we know it's we know it's quite late over there in NZ, so we don't want to keep you any longer than we have to. We just want to say a massive thanks for coming on and, and chatting with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Too easy, bro. I'm happy to be yeah. here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, hopefully see you fellas next year, eh? Yeah, bro. Well, that I was yeah. just going to say, like, hopefully we can. Get you back on to give us some updates in the preseason. Yeah, if, if you can do any that. Time, uh, yeah, give me yep. a buzz in preseason and we'll set it up and I'll let you know how yeah is the tracking. Um yeah, it should be fun. Sweet bro. Beautiful. Thanks very much, brother. Um if we don't see you beforehand, we don't speak to you beforehand. Uh have a good preseason before Chrissy. Have a great Chrissy and we'll we'll see you in the new year. You too, fellas. Cheers, bro. Thank All you. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Jazz. Cheers, thanks, thanks, Jazz. Cheers, mate. Well. Awesome. I was like to swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit blue, didn't it? <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, but, but lucky, again, lucky awesome, we. Yeah, awesome insight. Like fantastic to get that insight again. Um, yeah, you know, like obviously we had Tukes last year who gave us a bit of an insight from the past. Now we've got the present on on this week, and it's just just absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, it's um, it is. It's and and it just keeps getting. You know, I mean, next week we've got Ruben Wiki coming on. Yep. Uh, that'll be a great chat. Uh, uh, you know, uh, another ex player, but in the era post Mark Tukey. Exactly. Yeah, it just carries on from two. Yeah. Yeah, another really successful area of the club that 2005 to 2011 period where you know we made the semis a couple of times um, into the grand final in 2011, which he wasn't a part of, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, and then the week after that, we got Toddy Payton coming on uh, to have a bit of a chat, which is going to be a really interesting one. Uh, only yeah. really coached the side for 12 games, but um, did a massive, massive job. Um, Oh, new follower. Thanks, Nick. Um, we will keep it up. Uh, loving that people are, you know, supporting the show and um, enjoying saying. the it's enjoying the content we're putting out there and and getting um, and the players and, and ex players uh, that we're getting on to have a chat. We've been we've been very lucky the last couple of weeks um, with the people that we've interviewed and the and the ones coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've still got some feelers out to get a, a few others on, uh, if not. Uh, the end of this year, definitely leading into pre-season uh, next year. Yeah, stay tuned for all of that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, mate, um, back to the origin. Um, yeah. Good, I'd love good to talk win about by your boys. I'd love to talk origin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, 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 we can spend one minute on it. Uh, good <laughs> win by your boys. Um, I'll use the old cliche, it really was a game of two halves. Uh, yeah, it The dominant team in the first half and uh, Queensland obviously coming home with a wet sail in the second. Although I will say there was a couple of instances in that first half where um, the game could have been uh, put to bed either way. Like New South Wales score, they're up, you know, by 16 or 18 points. But Queensland had a couple of opportunities early on, on New South Wales line that oh, if they'd have yeah. converted those into points could have, you know, changed the whole landscape of the game and it could have been a a very big uh, win for the Queenslanders, but um, yeah, it could have been. Congratulations! Yeah, cheers. Well, I mean, it it it's, um it wasn't a great start for you blokes with um dropping the ball from the kickoff. I mean, it's probably the worst possible start there that they had with um. Yeah, so I was looking for Martin Beller. I thought Martin Beller was out there playing. <laughs> No, no, no. Martin Bell was playing it the wrong way around, wasn't he? Oh, no, no, the yeah. grand final, yeah. No, he dropped it, yeah. He Canterbury versus Canberra. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. Way, way, way to go, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously some resilient defence there. Like, I think I think the Queensland attack wasn't quite on song early on. Um, we were sort of, we're threatening a little bit, but going a bit too sort of side to side and everything. Um, but whatever, like, when it, when it got to 10-0, I, I just had the feeling that if New South Wales got one more try, then that, as you said, that would quite possibly have ended it there. If if New South Wales went to the break up sixteen nil, um, I think it was completely. I think that was essentially game over. That that's that the sort of the mental hurdle. Ten nil, a big difference between ten nil and sixteen nil, I suppose. Um, but whatever whatever uh, Wayne Bennett said at halftime worked a treat, and. Um, I have to confess, I did bag Kurt Capewell at half time. I think I sent you a message saying he's he's. I, I have the messages and I'm planning to send them to Kurt Capewell. Oh, um, 
Turn it up. But, but, but in that, after my response to your message was I bagged Xavier Coates, and then what happened? Yep. They both scored. So they sure yeah. did. Well, Kurt, Kurt Capewell had a had a very good second half. Obviously, put in that that kick for the uh, Brimson try. Defensively, he was very strong as well. He ran out of the line and made a made a good hit on um, Tedesco or someone. Yeah, he, he, he rushed yeah. out of the line and put on put on a really strong tackle. And I think Queensland, like the experience showed in like the Queensland halves, and they sort of orchestrated that second half and guided us around the field and you know the forwards. Like like as we were saying before we came on air, there wasn't a, a massive real standout in, in the Queensland team, but everyone did no. their job. Like every guy, even like yeah. like Leighton Sewer came on at the end and made that good run and almost set up a try. Um, like we mentioned, Capewell, um, DCE was officially man of the match, and yeah, he had, he did have a very good game. Um, like controlled, Brimson. controlled everything. Brimson so the back was magnificent. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Gagai again proves that he is the man to rise to the occasion in Origin. So. He had another great game. Um, and, yeah, as I said, Brimson, unfortunately, um, as it came out of the news today, he's got an injury, so he won't be playing for the remainder of the season. Yeah. Uh, the series, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Cam, Cam Murray's out for New South Wales, which I think an easy in there would be Nathan Brown coming in in place of Cam Murray. I think he'll give a bit more mongrel in that pack. Um, yeah. I'm worried about Boyd Cordner, uh, another HIA. Um Someone's got to save that guy from himself, you know. Uh, oh, he's yeah. going to do him, yeah. you know, he's going to do himself some serious damage. Um, I thought Luke Keary, uh, not real, not real good. I, I thought both our halves were pretty ordinary, to be quite honest. It, it it kind of showed playing the game this this time of the year. It kind of showed the guys that were short of a run of footy in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, like. A guy like Tyson Frizzell, I didn't even realise he was out there for most of that game. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Gutherson playing out of position in the centres. We had a chat before we went uh, yeah. live. Uh, for me, you know, that's people um, think that centre's not a specialist position, but it, yeah. defensively it is. It's it's so, that so position where you you yeah. one in or one out from your edge back rower. You've got your winger outside you, and if you make a wrong choice, your winger has to follow in. You know, um, yeah. I just thought defensively they were a bit off, those two guys. Uh, White much better suited playing 5-8. Gutherson much better suited at halfback. And, and when New South Wales have guys like Lomax and, and Stephen Crichton not getting a run, who are specialist centres, uh, yeah. I, I would I would probably bring them in. But what do I know? Yeah, you saw you saw it like um, Gagai got on the outside a couple of times and drew, and drew in the winger um, yep. against um, Gutherson. Yeah, so obviously, I mean, like you said, not having played centre or playing fullback all year, like there's a lot of the defensive decisions are crucial there. So um, he got the better of him there. Um, yep. I think I think just on the game, like there was a couple of injuries to the Blues. Well, I mean, Cordner did come back, but um, losing um, Cameron Murray as well. Yeah, he, he he barely got out there and um, was injured. So that was that was quite crucial, I think, as yeah. well. Yeah, it forced some guys to play longer minutes than they would have yeah. wanted. But in saying that, you you got a guy like Payne Haas who plays 80 minutes every week for the yeah. Broncos and he got 20, 23 minutes last night. Yeah, I barely remember him being out there as well. Yeah. 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 And, and they chose to play Angus Crichton in the middle. 
for yeah. like 55 minutes. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's um, like I said, I'm not a coach. I'm not a coach at that level. I have coached before. Um, yeah. I, I do watch the game and I know a little bit about it. I just, yeah, uh, obviously there's, you know, guys running the show that have got, you know, better knowledge than me, but I just, yeah, some of it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, they bought, you know, Wayne Bennett and, and uh, Mal Meninga back for a reason and, and they really, you know, Bennett just gets the best out of players. He really does. And brains trust, mate. Yeah. The, you know, Queensland through and yep. through. And, um, yeah, obviously, Mal yep. had that unreal coaching record with the Queenslanders. And they say, legend has it, that it was just him working on the players and their self-belief and everything. And that was that was Mal's kind of main contribution to the group and to the success. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. I, I, must, I must say... Yeah. When I, when oh, well, I, game two next week. Yeah, game two next week, exactly. I must say, when I posted that uh, picture yesterday, yeah. I was a bit disappointed of all the New South Wales love there. And I was like, come on, guys. The Warriors have produced way more Queensland State of Origin reps than they have New South Wales. I'll just remind you, if you know one, Kevin Campion and PJ Marsh both made their State of Origin debuts while playing for the Warriors. And also, obviously, Steve Price and Jacob Lilliman continued their State of Origin careers long into their stint with the Warriors as well. Did Luck, Michael Luck play Origin? He was the 18th Warriors? man in 2007, I believe. He came really close. He, I think he, yeah, I think it was 2007 okay. he was called into the squad. And I, I think it's a bit of a, an injustice. I, well, okay, well, maybe not an injustice because he had Dallas Johnson ahead of him. And Dallas Johnson did, did a yeah. very, played a very similar role. Like he was the, the tackle bot, the cleanup guy, the 1% the player. So it's probably just unfortunate for Lucky there. But he, he would not have been out of place in that Queensland team. Yeah, no, he wouldn't have been. Um, but the New South Wales love from the Warriors supporters comes from the fact that Terrigal and Tamworth are in New South Wales and therefore the Warriors are a New South Wales side. So. Yeah, yeah, okay, we can say that. But if we happen to uh, relocate to Redcliffe next year, then I'm hoping that a bit of that... Uh, if, if people have jumped on the hometown Warriors thing, I'm hoping that swings a little bit north of the border, mate. Well, mate, I'm, t I'm telling you now, I think, I think if they go to Redcliffe next year, I think I'm going to relocate every weekend to, uh, to uh, Queensland um, so I can be up there to watch the boys play. Uh, oh, don't forget Brent Tate, someone, right? Yes. Oh, Brent of course, Tate Brent did... Tate. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Brent Tate had a yep. uh, continued playing origin and he had a, a during yep. his year stint. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Sorry yep. about that, Brent. Um. Yeah, so, uh, okay, enough about Origin. Um, <laughs> the, important or, the important Origin game's on next, uh, next Friday. That's, that's the big one, um, in, my, in my eyes anyway. That's when uh, the women's Origin's on. Uh, not that I'm not a fan of the men's Origin, but uh, the Warriors have four uh, players playing in that women's Origin game um, next week, all, all for Queensland. So, as a staunch... Proud New South Welshman, I will be wearing a Maroons shirt or jersey next Friday and cheering for our girls in the in the women's origin. I I'll be brushing New South Wales and I'll be going for Queensland. Slowly but surely we're getting you. Slowly but surely. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we got Karina Brown, um, Tasman Gray, Shania Power, and Brianna Clark all in that squad. Um, hoping all four of them get picked in the in the uh, game day squad yep. uh, but uh, if they don't you know they're part of that squad and, and that's very important 
Um, so yeah, so I'll be on Queensland next Friday, but I'll be on New South Wales on Wednesday. Right. Well, I'll be there next Friday night, hoping to maybe catch up with the with the girls there. You will be. Yes, I uh, I was planning to be there, but um, your premier is not allowing us uh, COVIDly infected uh, New South Welshmen uh, into your state. Everywhere else in New South Wales can go. Everywhere except Sydney, right? Yeah. Amazing. Amazingly, everyone's got to come to Sydney to fly to uh, Queensland, but yeah. So yeah. I won't be there. I'll be missing out on that one uh but mate, you enjoy yourself um, yeah, we'll do, definitely. yeah just um just on some warriors news uh as jazz mentioned uh the the warriors had their awards night last night um and thank you to tk for keeping me updated on the awards as they were going on last night because uh they were streamed live on sky sport 4 in new zealand uh we didn't get to we didn't get to see it. So for those that don't know, um, the Rookie of the Year went to Jermaine Tanoa-Brown. The Clubman of the Year went to uh, Roger Tuovasa-Shek. The Warriors Players Player went to Torhu Harris. Yeah. The People's Choice Award went to Roger Tuovasa-Shek. And the Simon Mannering Medal went to Torhu Harris. So well very mm. well deserved, yes. Uh, the only one that I thought uh, that, that was a bit of a surprise was uh, JTB getting the rookie. rookie I thought Jelly Katoa. Yeah. yeah. But uh, maybe he missed a couple of weeks with injury. So maybe that was the deciding factor. Whereas uh, I think JTB played 19 of the 20 games this year, missed one through suspension. Consistent. So yeah, very consistent, mate. Yeah. Very consistent. Um, also too, we've got... Uh, the Kiwi Ferns playing Fetu Samoa on uh, Saturday in New Zealand. We've got a couple of Warriors girls running around for both teams. We've got um, uh, Warriors from this year. We've got Crystal and Canyon uh, playing uh, Crystal Tamarua and Cameron Paul in the, in the Kiwi Ferns. Uh, we've got 2019 uh, Warriors representatives Jules Newman and Crystal Rota, who has also been named as captain. And in the Samoan side, I think we've got uh, Ashley Smalley and Angelina Luatawa. And there is one more, uh, Vanessa Moala. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, the three of them, uh, Eloise Katoa's Rob Demeyer's or Rookie of the Year, yes. Um, yeah, so that's on, on Saturday. I don't know if we're going to get a telecast of that. But if we do, uh, jump on, have a look, show the girls some support. Yeah. Um, have you got a prize pack there that we're going to give away tonight, mate? Do. Let me just grab it. You're referring to this thing here? I am. I am referring to that. Uh, kindly donated to us from TK in New Zealand. Uh, 2020 uh, mem members prize pack um, yep. that we're going to give away. And the rules of the competition uh, were to like, share, comment on our Facebook and or Instagram pages and tag at least one person uh, to help us grow our uh, social media presence online. And the random uh, generator pick uh, goes to Jay Harris. Jay Harris, congratulations, mate. So Jay Harris uh, can get in touch with uh, us. Um, via 
uh, Messenger, send me a message or send Rob a message, uh, or uh, we can send you a message from the Facebook page or the Instagram, and uh, we'll get your address, and Rob will get that sent out to you. This baby is all yours. A fantastic. Yeah, so congratulations. Um, thanks for that, brother. Thanks for the support. Um, and what we've got because really yeah, yeah, thank you, TK. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, so what we've got now uh, as a quick giveaway is because I can't go to the Women's State of Origin next Friday uh, up at the Sunshine Coast. Uh, this is probably only a competition eligible for Queenslanders uh, that follow us. I, um, I'm going to donate my tickets to one lucky person. Um, so basically the same thing. I'll, I'll post a picture of the tickets up on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, same thing. Like, comment, share, uh, tag one person, and uh, we will draw that uh, next Thursday night uh, during the show, and uh, someone will get to two tickets, a double pass to go and watch the Women's State of Origin next week. So, yeah. And I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, look for look for uh, Warrior Roo. He'll be on the hill wearing a Queensland jersey and a Warriors hat, I'm told. That's it. Yeah. 2020 members hat. Yeah. Um, and then again, as I said, next week we've got Ruben Wiki on the show. Um, that's going to be a really great, really great uh, yeah, interview. Um, one of the greatest Kiwis ever to to pull on a jersey. Um, Canberra Raider, Warrior, uh, obviously New Zealand Kiwi. And then the week after, we got uh, Todd Payton coming on the show. That'll be a great chat, uh, talking to Toddy. Um, he can give us a another um, perspective on, on um, you know, how he found this season. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, yeah, what it was like... We really appreciate these guys giving us our time and, and to you guys that are, that are watching and listening as well because it's a fantastic yeah. insight. And, and like, yeah, like Todd Payton, um, that will be just a fantastic chat to hear about what yeah. went on behind the scenes and how he, how he got the boys up and motivated and everything. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what he's got to say about that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, thank you to everyone that's tuned in tonight. We had... Um, you know, quite a few viewers watching um, during when we had jazz on. A uh, couple of people uh, saying hello and whatever. Sorry we didn't get to all your names. It's just, uh, you know, we get so engrossed in the conversation uh, with the, the guests that we have on that I kind of forget to look at the screen, um, the, the Facebook live screen uh, sometimes. Uh, so I do apologise, but I appreciate it. really appreciate it. Um, we really appreciate yeah, appreciate everyone commenting, watching, following, uh, supporting. Um, you know, we, we'll we'll keep putting the the content out there if you guys want to keep watching us. Um, you know, we as I said, we really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, just two guys having a bit of fun, really. Yeah, just having, just talking footy. Just talking footy. Just talking yeah. footy. So, what do you got planned this week, mate? Uh, not not too much at the moment. Um, probably just going to have a nice relaxing weekend. Um, ahead of the getting ready to take a trip to the sunny coast the following week for the girls' game, but yeah, not not too not too much on this week. Probably still a few storms around, which might um, which might put a damper on a few things. But yeah, what about yourself? Yeah, I don't know about the weather, mate. The weather's kind of yeah. I, I, I don't know what the weekend's going to be like. Um, 
I would like to get out and do a bit of a, a walk or a, a hike or something like that. Um, myself and the, the great Juan Carlos, who, who is my housemate, um, we're having a chat about maybe going for a fish this weekend. Um, catch and release, of course, you know. Yep, yep. Um, yep, you know, I'm a nature, you know, I'm a, I'm a man about the nature. Yep. Um, but yeah, mate, all depends on the weather. Uh, I could just be sitting back having a few beers and watching um, Sky Sports Racing and uh, having a punt. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll just, see. Just while you mentioned nature, just while I think of it, obviously uh, I, I'm, I, my dad and I like to go out bird watching just to some of the local areas, the forests and everything. And we were out on Tuesday morning, just um, uh, and we we ran into a bloke who was also out there, and um, he was from the north of England. And turns out he was a massive Warriors fan, and he'd lived in New Zealand for 21 years, and even coached Sean Johnson's brother. So it was, you never oh, know. Really? When, yeah, you never know when you where, when and where you're going to meet Warriors fans. So I told them about Ruin Hammer. So Frank, if you're watching, shout out to you. And um, yeah, well, we were looking at a few sacred kingfishers and fairy wrens and this kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Where do you get? Where do you go bird watching at? Uh, we we usually go Mount Cotton. Um, anyone who's familiar with the sort of the greater Brisbane area, there's there's um, some nice forest area out there. Also, the Gold Coast hinterland is a fantastic place for bird watching as well, up at O'Reilly's and Binnaburra, Lamington National Park area. So, yeah, there's a lot of lot of good national parks um, around the sort of greater Brisbane and Gold Coast area. So, yeah, it's been a hobby of mine since since uh, I was young. You know, something that my dad and I have bonded over is bird watching. So, yeah, it's great. Are you are you a, a binoculars kind of guy or is it a photo? Binoculars, kind of? yeah, I'm still a bit old school. Um, they, they were saying, like, we were saying to Frank when we ran into the other day that these days, like the real keen bird watchers just have the cameras, the telescopic lens kind of thing. So you can get fantastic yeah. shots of birds that are actually miles away um, and you can get some of those great photos that you see popping up on Facebook and that that kind of thing and um, nature enthusiasts. And, but yeah, no, I'm still a still binoculars man, mate, still old school. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, um, kind of a, an early finish for us, but it, I mean, it's a long show, but um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah listen, I mean, we, we went early because of jazz. Next week, we're going to be even earlier um, yep. to suit Ruben, and and you know, we we don't make any apologies for you know the the variance in time because you know we're doing. Uh, doing it just to, to suit the guests that we're having on. Um, we'll work in with them, whatever makes it easier for them. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll keep uh, keep putting the uh, the feelers out there and try and get a couple more big stars over the next couple of weeks. Um, we still have to do our end of season review. Uh, we've got to squeeze no, that into the prayer. <laughs> yeah, um, so at this stage, that'll be the week after Toddy Payton. But um, again, that could change. We could forget about you know, the season by the time we, we get through some of these games. TBC, to be confirmed. <laughs> to be confirmed, yeah. All right, buddy. Um, yeah, you have a good Friday and a good weekend. No doubt I'll speak to you over the weekend. You sure will. Uh, once again, time. thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, Thanks, really guys. appreciate the support. And uh, we'll, we'll see you all next week. Thanks, guys. See you all later. Cheers.